0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EG Property Podcast. I'm EG editor Sam McClary, and joining me for today's discussion is the lovely Lucy Alderson. Hello, Lucy. Hello. So the recording coming up today is a conversation we recorded with um, three uh, very wonderful people from from the real estate industry to talk about our race diversity survey, which we have have recently released. The recording has been done over teams, so there might be a few little um, audio issues but it was pretty good but um it won't be of that standard that people have come to expect from our podcast studio recordings but we are not in those times anymore but it's a really fascinating conversation isn't it isn't it lucy and some really great takeaways from 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 it but we won't we won't give those away because it's very important that people listen to it but um for you lucy i know you start the conversation giving us some really um stark stats from the survey before we got get into that i'd love to know from you how it was sort of pulling it all together and really reading and digging deep into into the results
1: it made for really hard reading to be honest unfortunately i don't think the stats are surprising and that's a really horrible thing to have to say but i wasn't surprised reading them um which just which does show you know how much we all do need to change and and make and make um make those steps forward it's tough reading it's hard reading but i really do hope that people come away listening from this conversation with some action points and some much act- some help and some advice making those steps forward because like Bola said it we really can't wait to wait any longer
0: we really can't wait any longer nor should we make our listeners wait any longer for what is a really fascinating really honest and i hope really helpful conversation for you all to to listen into so without further ado please do enjoy this conversation hello and welcome to what is a very special and really very important episode of the eg property podcast so we have just released the results of a a survey that we undertook just a little bit earlier this year looking at the issue of race and racism in the real estate sector it was a survey that so many people got involved with so thank you to to everyone for taking part in in that survey and for for sharing experiences with us um, many of which i know were difficult for people to recount so um before we get into this podcast a huge thank you to to everyone for that and a huge thank you to our three guests Joining us today, joining uh, Lucy Alderson, and myself, Sam McLeary. I should introduce myself, I suppose, um, uh, for for the discussion today. So, just want to say um, before we crack into things, a big hello and thank you to Chris Ireland um, from JLL, Bola Abasogan from Diversity Surveyors, and Lane Halpenny from uh, the BPF. Thank you for joining us.
2: Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure.
0: Excellent. And and Lucy, of course, is here with me today. And Lucy, you pulled together um this survey. You went through all of the all of the stats. Can you give us a little bit of a an overview for those people who haven't read read the piece yet as to what it what what came out of the survey?
1: yeah sure so um we launched the survey um kind of at um and it, and it lasted during the height of the black lives matter movement and what we really wanted to do was to see what the attitudes were in regards to um the barriers that people from different min- ethnic minority backgrounds face and um, really kind of understand kind of the state of race relations within property. Um, And um, I'm just going to read out um, five or six of the key kind of uh, um, statistics here. So 69% of people from ethnic minority backgrounds have experienced racism while working in property. Nearly three quarters, 71% of people from Black, Indigenous and other people of colour backgrounds said racism was an issue issue in property, and 85% said not enough was being done to address this. 86% of people from ethnic minority backgrounds said the industry had failed to promote diverse talent into senior leadership positions. 81% said the sector is falling short in hiring people from diverse backgrounds. And I just want to leave on quite an interesting statistic here. So 191 board directors and senior leaders answered the survey, um, 85% of whom were were white. and of those um, people who answered um forty two percent said racism was not an issue for the industry um and those are just a few of the kind of key key statistics which which came out of the of the survey results
0: and the, they sound like really shocking statistics, but at the same time. I'm not surprised, and I'd be really interested to hear from from Bola Geslin and Chris whether whether they're surprised as well, Bola.
3: Um, well, thanks for the invitation, and again, it's another conversation that um, it doesn't alarm me in, in terms of stats, figures, and um, revelations through the survey, and I have to commend you on the survey. Um, what really concerns me is that we are still having conversations um, that cite the same sort of figures, sentiment and realities, um, in my case, for over 26 years of my professional career. And yet, um, I think the the, the the profession is still struggling to acknowledge the harsh realities. Um, the spread across participants, 191 board directors, of which 85% were white, um, is telling. And I think if our
2: source um, of statements, insight, uh, experiences, and perceptions, uh, if our source is skewed, then the results may well be skewed. And I think, you know, the, the general sentiment of the Bain uh, community, black community, who were targeted and contributed, just just worries me that that even yet after a quarter of a century uh, we're still talking about the same issues in the same context, albeit in net real terms we've regressed because where we should be had some of these uh, strategies and solutions been put in place and measured and monitored over 25 years, we should be a lot further down the road in terms of progress. But in actual fact, we've regressed in net terms because Nothing really has changed, if anything, regrettably it's gotten worse. Um, so that's my start off for ten um, but I'm keen to kind of hear the views of my, my fellow panelists
0: Thank, thanks Mona. I think that is a frightening thing if we are going going backwards and you know that's one of the reasons that that we're gathered here today is to come up with solutions to to move move forward um chris i'm going I'm going to move to to you what what were your initial reactions to the to those figures to the to the survey and and, and how does it make how does it make you feel uh, particularly as a as a business leader I suppose
4: um well uh, I mean I think you know I think the initial re- you know reaction is um you know one of uh, it's still one of shock despite what Bola uh has said and um you know I, I'm 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 appalled as well really that we've still got um you know the stark you know reality of this degree of racial inequality you know within our industry um within our firms and on our doorsteps um so i mean i'm I'm very much hoping that um, this survey, I and mean, we've, we've done a survey of our, you know, our, of, of our own people within, you know, within JLL. I mean, a lot of the themes are similar and, and and consistent. And you know, we've we've got to work much harder at driving change and actions that will drive change. So on on, you know, around, you know, is it a surprise? I think if you if you'd asked me um, two or three years ago. or or maybe even a year ago, I I, I, I would have been more surprised than I am now. But but I have to say today, uh, uh, it's not a surprise. And I think that's probably because, um, you know, I've got much closer to the issues. Um, We've got um, race reverse mentoring in place. We're doing a lot of listening sessions. We're talking much more to our, our, our colleagues, but I think the point that you were making, Sam, and Bola has also made is what what we've got to do is we've got to develop a plan that's actually going to deliver change.
0: Absolutely. Th- thanks, Chris. Ghislaine, uh, how how did you respond to to this this survey, and and um, and how do you think actually? I, I guess as as a as a voice of the the landlord
5: community, how do you think? they they will react as well thanks sam i mean i think the you know the initial reaction of everybody is is one of uh disgust depression and you know quite rightly a feeling of shame that we are all complicit in this industry which has produced such a such appalling results however i think a really positive step is the fact that you have this data in the first place and all, all hats off to EG for, for doing this survey. And one of the challenges that we've always had at the BPF is that whilst it's, you know, we, we can come up with every diversity initiative under the sun. Actually, without the baseline data, it's it's very, very difficult to, to really see whether you're making a difference. So, so many, many thanks to you for that. Um, I, I imagine our members would feel absolutely the same. I mean, this this is nothing to be proud of. And it should be a real kick in the right direction to, to make some changes within their, within their own organisations. We all need a kick up the
0: proverbial from time to time, don't we? And let's hope that this is a a, a really big big one. And 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 let's let's move on to that. And Lucy, do jump in uh, if you want. I know I often am the alpha and hog the conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we sh- we should. We should start thinking about okay, so we've got this baseline data. Now, what do we do with it that has real impact, so that when we run this survey next year, we see change in the figures that take us forward, not not backwards, as 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 you've suggested. We might we might have moved, Bala.
3: Well, I, I think one of the things I want to see more of. I mean, you know, I'm happy that there's been a huge surge in the conversation, and this is really. to to Chris's point about those conversations taking place in firms like JLL, what I want to see are are, are members of the senior leadership uh, group take ownership of their strategy. Now, you know, to Ghislaine's point, you can have the best statement, strategy, uh, incentivized programme of activity in the world. But if you don't have those that have a genuine interest in the success of those various initiatives, nothing will change. So I want to see, I want to see visible leaders taking ownership of their own strategy and being willing more than anything else to be held accountable for successes and failures. Because unless we get vulnerable as leaders and influencers and and inspirers, we're not going to change anything. And and this is where I, I get excited about the current momentum and sentiment towards what has become an uncomfortable truth. So I'm looking to the Chris Islands of the world, et cetera, in the profession. I've challenged the RICS themselves for the last 14 years, and we've done some great things. We've made history just last month. So for for me, I want to see people take ownership. I want the conversations to become more operational, I want the commercial edge and angle of the discussion, because there is a business case for this, let's, let's, let's be clear. Um, I want firms to take ownership of that commercial opportunity and allow people to thrive. And it's quite, it's quite easy in terms of how do we do that. We get people to recognize that there are limitations of what they've done in the past and that there are solutions in place ready to allow them to rock and roll. You know, it's that simple. We need to move away from egos and another ulterior politics should they exist, but we need to be open and honest and say, well, actually, we haven't succeeded. You know, to my point, we've we've regressed in net terms, but there are lots of things we can do. And if we put our own skin in the game and, and remain really committed to the outcomes, then I think we'll be moving in the right direction. Until we do something like that, Sam, Lucy, Chris, Ghislaine, and all those listening, we're going to have this conversation again in 25 years. And I don't want to be part of that conversation should I still be around God willing. Really?
0: <laughs> I don't want to be part of that conversation either I, I definitely want it to change Let, let's um to get to some of those sort of practical things that we can do do then um Lucy and I have gathered um several uh statements that were, were made throughout the throughout the um survey that I, I think really showcase some of the some of the issues and and I I may be naive here and um but to me it seems like these are surmountable and if if we do work together then we can we can over overcome um lucy do you want to do you want to read out one of these statements and 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 then let's see um how we might uh overcome
1: yeah definitely so i think one of the kind of key themes um which was coming out of the um um, survey results and the, um, the, the comments we got from from that is that um, people from BAME backgrounds really do feel like there is a glass ceiling and um, they specifically feel that there is a lack of people um, who look like them in senior leadership positions. I just want to read out um, one comment here. So um, BAME property professionals definitely feel the glass ceiling if not more so than women who work in property, so we don't feel like there is progression for our career. I see a lot of white women being promoted, which I am happy for them, as it's such a male dominated industry, but as a person of colour, I really don't believe there is a chance for me to be made director, no matter how hard I work.
3: Ooh! Wow.
0: Yeah, wow. Chris, do you want to do you want to answer that one and 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 give us a a something maybe that JLL is doing to overcome that and and what you'd like to see the whole industry do? Yeah, I mean,
4: I I mean, I I mean, there's, there's a lot you know, there's a lot a lot around the survey, Sam, that, that 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 is you know that is shocking and that it is hard it is hard to 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 hear. Um, I mean, I, I mean, around the you know the question of the Of of the glass glass ceiling you know we're working uh, we're working hard we're not moving you know we're not we're not moving as as quickly as 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 we need to to change you know to change the 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 makeup of the business at entry level with apprentices um, you know graduate intake We're, we're, we're trying to drive a lot of diversity there and throughout the business but 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 we've got to absolutely sort out you know this, this issue that people don't think that uh, that, that 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 they've got the abil- that they've got the ability on a level playing field to actually progress. So I mean, we, we and a, a number of other companies have have, have had um, you know, sponsorship, reverse mentoring, um, leadership courses for um, programs for um, for w- women within our our business, which has been proactive, and that's beginning to drive. Um, you know that's beginning to drive progression, and I think that this is something that, as businesses, we need to do um, for uh, you know our groups, uh, you know, in e- ethnically underrepresented um, areas. So one specific thing that we're that we're doing, you know, we did we did you know we ran a um, a women in leadership program. Um, in, in, in well, I was started la- started last year into this year, and we're now working on a similar program for our ethnically diverse talent, which would which, which would be one thing. But I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to it because you're going to read out some of the other comments. But I think that, that there's a lot of things that, that that we need to do.
0: Do you think? I think it's great that um, you know we've obviously seen a real shift in. In um, creating opportunities for for women in in real estate, do you think we've been? Um, and well, maybe you can answer this one. Do you think we've been a bit frightened to do the same for people of color because there is, as you said, you know, the uncomfortable truth to it, and that people, I think we're getting better at feeling vulnerable, but we have been um, afraid of show it of of being vulnerable and having. What might be really difficult conversations
3: i think absolutely and and you know I, I have to commend chris and firms like chris who have um initiated things like the women in leadership program um you know the whole point of now focusing on ethnicity and um, is because there's a dire need to address a, a huge talent pool who feel stifled in their careers um But I think we need to be bolder than that. You know, I'm a fan of numbers and i called it Quotas of Excellence. You know, this whole conversation about quotas upsets a lot of people. Um, But for many years, diversity for me meant white women. Period. It didn't mean anything else. Um, Diversity is now much wider as a conversation. um, But I think in order to address some of the imbalances regarding the ethnicity piece, we need to think about being bold about the outcomes, and we need to quantify those outcomes before we get there. So we do need to introduce something like a quota system, but it's quotas of excellence, not just quotas. We need to to inspire those that are more than capable, pound for pound compared to their compadres and peers, but they still don't get those genuine opportunities. So we need to start asking ourselves, what else can we do? Well, actually what you can do is quantify what the outcome needs to be before you hit the outcome, i.e., introduce quotas of excellence.
0: I like that. Quotas of excellence. That's a much better way to, to to look at it. One of the one of the other points that came out for me really strongly was um, this uh, the fact that issues still aren't still aren't really called out and if they are called out there is no real action being being taken and and there were a couple of of comments that that made that um that uh, up, upset me and and they must have actually they must have been much more upsetting for the people that that experienced them and I think this is this leads to the point of you know we we can all talk about this, but it's actually about the ac- action. So I want to read um, a couple of, of comments and then Gislein, I'd like, I'd like your, your response first, if that's OK. So here we go. So um, first is a cons- consultant constantly refuses to take instruction from me. Instead, he'd go over to my boss every time he failed to meet our projected uh, project requirements ignore me and make comments like I was from overseas and had no experience in the UK. I had been working in the UK for over 18 years at that time. My boss failed to see it until I pointed it out privately. Another experience was one time I was at a property event and was called over by an older Caucasian man who proceeded in front of people to be horribly racist. I was left feeling awful, upset and crying, and I still have to see that individual at events where he has had zero repercussions. It still makes me feel sick and upset when I see him, but I have to pretend it's fine and not cause an issue. You have no idea how awful that makes me feel. It makes me very upset that nothing was done about it. I mean, none of us want to hear stories like that. It's it's just not right, is it? Good thing.
5: Absolutely not, Sam. And, and I think it's, you know, what, what, what a shame that, we're, that we are still hearing that kind of thing. I think it's just so important that this is a shared collective responsibility amongst the sector. And it all too often it tends to a young, often from a vain background, junior member of staff who is the sort of diversity rep within an organisation. And it has to start from the top and it has to, it, it, you know, those, those in leadership have to take that responsibility on them. And there also have to be sanctions for those who do behave badly. And I think one of the biggest challenges is that it becomes a little bit sort of, oh, well, you know, they probably didn't mean it or, well, well you know, sorry, you sorry, you felt upset about that. And actually, this has to be taken really seriously and it has to be seen that there are repercussions for behaving in that way and whilst you know nobody nobody wants to have to sort of be the police at an event and you know the industry is well known for for like for liking an event it simply has to become unacceptable to have that kind of thing going on and you know i, I hope we can move towards towards a world in which it is simply unacceptable
4: i mean i, mean, I just you know following up on 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 that I mean, you know account, accounts like that you know are um you know really you know distressing to hear and then you know must have been you know traumatic obviously for people experiencing them, but then also actually recount you know recounting them and coming forward so i, I think a lot of people in the survey have been really brave you know to come forward and um share you know what are really raw experiences and um i mean i, I mean, it it feels you know we've all got Issues within our our own organisations, but 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 Sam, it feels to, to me that, that that at least at least one of you know one of you know one of those um, comments probably probably relates to issues within a uh, within a client organisation, and you're and you're the supplier, and I think you know we we, we need to all work through um, you know how uh, you know how we work you know with with, with our our clients as well to become more uh, diverse and inclusive I mean, in my in my experience talking um to the vast majority um, of our clients they're they're also really focused on um driving um, inclusivity in their in their own in their own organizations i mean and that's i think especially at a at a senior level but i but i think it, it i think a lot of organizations are um are, are struggling to 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 convert Um, The change that we've seen over the last two or three years in terms of the conversation now being much more open, um, people understanding more, moving it to to, to hard action and, you know, Bola, you know, Bola talking about, you know, hard data metrics. um, And, you know, I think I think it's going to be important that we do that we do move to, um, you know, we do move to to we do move to targets and and we, we do find. Greater ways of measuring, you know, measuring change, uh, measuring that we we can change. So we so we've got some initiatives. Uh, we've got an, a, a reverse mentoring program uh, initiative with one of our biggest clients, whereby um, senior senior leaders from the two different organisations are are coming together and we're having reverse mentees. Uh, in each in in, in the different organisations, so I think I, I think that could help, and the fact that one of our biggest clients is is driving this and doing that with us, I think that will also be very helpful, um, you know, within our organisation.
0: Do Do you feel a responsibility, Chris, as as a leader of a business, and you know, talking to big big clients every day to to be vocal around this, and and uh, uh, for want of a better better word, I guess, be be brave enough to 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 speak up and and act out. Yep,
4: um, yep, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, You know, yes, I yes I do yes I do I do Sam, and I think and I think we are we are trying. Uh, you know we are trying uh, to, to do that we 're trying to be bold within our organization and we 're trying to be bold' um, uh, trying to be bold outside of our organization and and I think that in 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 this whole um, in, in this whole environment this is an area where coming together across the industry and coming together across uh, across the firms is a really um, you know, it's a really important, um, you know, important thing that we should be doing and we can make more progress. So I I mean, I'd like to have, you know, a conversation with with my uh, counterparts. And in fact, in the last month, Sam, you know, you, you compared a a session which had me, you know, uh, me, George Roberts from uh, Cushman, you know, Kieran, uh, Kieran Bird from C- CBRE we had the you know the head of um, HR at British Land and we were all sharing our experiences together and we were talking about collective action and I'm absolutely prepared to commit to collective action and I'm very happy to you know, uh, instigate and, you know, work with our, um, you know, our fellow firms to um, share share and work on a plan together, which will mean in a year's time, when you undertake this survey again, that we can actually see that there've been positive results.
1: And I, I would just like to, uh, to jump in, just because um, I think what Chris was saying earlier kind of fits in quite nicely to um, another key theme which was coming out of the survey results and the comments we got so um there was a lot we got actually hundreds of responses about the exclusive and quite insular nature of real estate and the impact that this is having on you know the 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 property industry's ability to retain diverse talent and also promote it as well and i've just got three comments here which i want to read out and it would be nice to get your your thoughts on this and um the first one is the property industry is one of the most insular i have ever encountered even when individuals from a banged background do come to learn of the industry they can often be turned off by how white it is the second one is we like to recruit in our own image sadly in property we know that this is white publicly schooled, and middle class. And then finally, um, the final comment is, when bringing forward new ideas and insights, they seem more likely to be heard or accepted when I communicate them via my white colleagues.
3: Yeah. Um, Again, powerful statements of fact uh, from a lived experience. Um, you know, but I just wanted to contextualize this conversation. I mean, you know, I don't want Chris to feel that he's being harangued as a leader of a major firm, because actually the major firms by size do not dominate the people, number of people in the profession. And so the, the, the bigger challenge, I think for, for us is to, to share and instill those successful strategies being deployed by the JLRs and the CBREs of the world to the to the smaller firms, the micro firms, the SMEs, because actually within those working environments, a lot of this, uh, com- or much of this conversation is not being had, or dare I say it, being strategically avoided. Um, so, So the challenge is how can we actually take the the best practice, not good practice, the best practice from the major firms, from the RICS, etc., cetera, BPF, CIOB, et cetera. Um, and how can we channel that best practice to make it fit and ready for the smaller firms who dare I say, engage more of the BAME, the contingent talent pool that we're trying to support. Because actually that's where some of the low hanging fruit exists. And, you know, with regards to the conversation that needs to happen, and apparently is happening more now than ever, um, I want to see the scale of the conversation across the profession, not just at the upper end um, of surveying firms. That's just a a point I wanted to make uh, to contribute to the the conversation that we think is happening, but actually in many quarters, it's not happening at all.
5: Absolutely, Boiler, And that, I mean, that that really fits in with with what we see as well. And I suppose just to add to that, not only is it about looking at the expertise in in the larger firms, but also from the public sector. And we do an awful lot of work, whether it be with Homes England, um, with the various government departments, or even with local government, who are streets ahead in this debate. And whilst not perfect, there's certainly a lot that we can learn. And I mean, the Homes England Equality, Diversity and Inclusion report that came out earlier this year is a masterpiece of data collection. Yeah. Um, and there's some really interesting work that they're doing around that. Um, so you know, we w- the the information is all out there. It's up to us as as the real estate sector, as as you know, for, for the BPF with the convening power that we have to learn from others out there and make sure that we can we can share those successes and and what's worked. Yeah. Is is cool. that one of one
0: of the solutions? Then is that we need to come up with a way, a place that is accessible for everyone to to share um best practice to share learnings to share mistakes as well and to you know create some sort of tool if if that's the right word for every business every individual in this sector to to utilize and learn so that you know collectively we we do better and and there was there was one statement I was going to save it to the end but I think it's a it's a perfect statement now made in in the survey that said until everyone acknowledges that there is a problem nothing will change and I don't know but I don't think that everyone does acknowledge that there is a, a problem right now I think you know the the big firms do and they are they are trying and and you know hats off to them um, for doing that but there are a lot there will be a lot of individuals businesses that that don't really get it just yet.
5: Absolutely and I think it's really telling you know you scratch the surface of some of these conversations and you get people you know in in a in a bad moment or a good moment depending on how you look at it and actually there are a lot of people who still don't really believe that this is a problem mm. and who still don't really believe that it's their problem um and you know it, it 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 is really really important that anti-racism is embedded into the values of every organization across the sector and that it becomes unacceptable for the for it not to be so, and that we all begin to cultivate that diversity, we cannot possibly create the places for the communities that we serve if we're starting from 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 this basis. And and if we want to have successful businesses and successful sector, which inevitably we all do, then then we really need to accept that, you know, right, right now and move forwards.
4: Right, I, mean, right. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Bola. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I, I think that's absolutely right. Until everybody acknowledges that there is a problem, no, nothing will change, and nothing could change. And and I and, and and I agree with that. And I and I, you know, I hope, I hope this survey, um, you know, will be, you know, will will be a, a wake up call. Um, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're very definitely going to be. Um, <clears throat> Uh, publishing and, and highlighting the findings of the survey, we've got a meeting of the senior leadership team within JLL, which is you know 70 or 80 people next week, and the focus of that Claire England, who runs our um, direct you know director in charge of um, in, inclusion uh, here at JLL, is, is is going to be talking about um, your 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 survey, you know what's come out of it, what can we learn from it, what we've got to do. We have also done our own survey, and as I said earlier on, very similar themes coming out. And we're going to be talking about um, in more detail our action plan and action plans to to to, to, to address it. But I think also um, back to your point, Sam, ar- around you know, are, are we able to um, you know have a hub where there's a toolkit where we're sharing. Um, Best practice, good, I- good ideas, I and mean, you know we're very happy to publicly commit to collective action that, that that will help, you know, will help across the industry and help across across firms.
3: Yeah, I, I was just going to add to that. Um, you know, I, I I I see the the credibility of the statement made um, that until everyone acknowledges, nothing will change, but. You know, frankly, there's a lot of denial out there and, 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 you know, more to the point, we cannot wait for everyone to acknowledge that there's a problem. The fact is there is a problem. And for those that do acknowledge it, they've got to get to work. And mm-hmm. and my challenge to, to, to everyone, particularly the RICS, has been such that they have now committed to a series of uh, initiatives and, and actions as a professional governing body, that will support the existence or coexistence of black professionals. So we can't afford to wait for everyone to wake up. I'm really sorry, that's just the harsh truth. What we need to do is lead by example. If we build it, they'll come. And, and all they need is leadership. They need examples of what works, they need to see what failed, and they need to understand where they fit in. But we can't wait for everyone to wake up. It's, it's just not gonna happen. Mm.
1: And I think that, um that is really echoed in in the survey results as well and um, I'm just picking up on an earlier point you made Bolo as well about you know we've been having these conversations for years and years and from the um, um, comments we got from the survey results you know people really do feel that the pace of change is slow it's glacial and it's actually half-hearted as well that's what a lot of people kind of said they they feel and I'm just going to read out a comment here which um echoes that as well. Um, So one survey respondent said, I think businesses are trying because it is now a worldwide issue and companies have to be seen to try and recruit and retain vain people. I think it is selfish. I I think it is for selfish reasons of looking good and virtual signalling rather than a deep feeling of change. If it was genuine, then racist people in companies would be properly disciplined or fired. And the industry would stop employing racist people with racist views.
0: And the the second part of that as well, I think, is really important, um, Lucy. With um, it's like the APC, you have to tick the diversity competency, but it's mm-hmm. a tick box exercise rather than a way of way of life. And agreed. I mean, it as as you said, Bella. We, you know we cannot wait this cannot just be Oh, I'll tick that box and off off we go it has to be real real action and and it, I, I, I stand by you actually that yes until everyone acknowledges we won't see total change but you're right we, we cannot wait this has to happen right right now
3: it does it does it has to happen for the sanity of every one of us that claims Uh, uh, that they want to be the best version of themselves. You know, we all get up in the morning, we all want to earn, we all want to contribute, we all want to help others, you know, at at the very least. But there are ways and ways of doing that. And if we continue to do it in ways that isolate and exclude a contingent participant of our talent pool, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose in so many ways. Number one, innovation. Um, And that's where the creativity kicks in. And, And in the current climate, my concern is that actually, most people are now in survival mode this conversation has been relegated to the bottom rung of a ladder that still doesn't work it doesn't function so if we don't as leaders understand that actually we really don't have a choice we have to start engaging everybody that wants to participate in a way that means that they can bring their whole self to the office and be themselves as individuals and then thrive on their own skill set and contribute to the businesses that employ them or dare i say that they end up setting up on their own because that's what Happen, um, we're going to have this conversation again in 25 years. But my 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 excitement is that we are having this conversation now. Uh, but I want to talk to those people that don't get it. I'm not talking. I mean, on this call we have the converted, we have the game changers, we have the evangelizers. But I really want to have that conversation with those that still believe there's no problem or are in denial that there is a huge problem we need to address
0: yes me too and hopefully we can reach more of those the more we all we all talk about it I, I, i'd like to sort of round us off with a couple of uh, questions because i know we could all, we could all um talk and and be very passionate about this for for i mean i i'd happily go on for hours but um but uh, i i know <laughs> everyone has has their jobs to get back to and um our our listeners might might be coming to the end of their run right now uh, but uh, but um, the first question I'd, I'd, I'd just like to, to ask is around the, the importance of this for the survival of the real estate industry going, going forward. We talk a lot, at uh, uh, um eg in other events about you know the transformation that the sector is going through we you know we look at it from a digital perspective we look at it from a the role that the industry has to play in um sustainability and and the planet going forward but people it, are what drive this industry forward so how essential is it that everyone gets this and we do Really make a change for the future of real estate, Chris. Just a small question there for
2: you.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, speaking from uh, my perspective, I mean, a, a, a couple of things. I mean, I, I passionately do believe that you know, diverse and inclusive organisations are better organisations. I think they're they're more engaging to work with. You're, if you're in working in a, a diverse team, uh, you enjoy you enjoy the work better. You you get better outcomes. You get the diversity of you get the diversity of thought. So I think it's the future. For, for, for all of us, and I think, in, you know, we go forward three or five years, three or five years from now. Those organisations that that do embrace do embrace this and and do change, are the ones that are going to succeed, and they're the ones that are going to go forwards. And I think uh, organisations that don't, they will fall behind, and some will wither uh, wither on the vine. And um, you know, I, I you know also just touching on Bowler's point. I mean, we're we're working very hard, Bola, that, that that this doesn't drop down the agenda. I mean, we you know we're, we're in unprecedented times, and and you know we've got lots of challenges, but we've got lots of opportunities. And I think one of the opportunities is is to is to embrace this and really push on. You know, you know, pu- push on with um, driving uh, more diversity and more inclusion um, across the piece within within our organisation. So I think it's really important that that, that we continue to, to well, continue and, even, and up the game in terms of focusing.
5: Thanks, Chris.
0: Gizelle, is that something that you'd echo?
2: Absolutely.
5: Um, I mean, sadly, I don't think it's. I don't. <laughs> I don't think the industry will fail on the back of it. And you know, to, to go to go back to your original question, I but but I think that those that succeed better, those that have more success, will absolutely embrace this and ha- and have to embrace this. Um, and I, you know, the 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 the, the way that uh, the government sees things, the way that government sees life, you would hope that it will become increasingly unacceptable not to present a diverse team, um, and that those days where you know I find myself as the only woman round a table um of of white men from a certain background uh will 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 go and that we will actually be presented with with tables of people that look more like the cities that we want to live in
0: thank you bella any, any thoughts on that from you
3: well when we talk about the future of the profession um i i just want to you know friendly um or, or, or quietly remind everybody that actually this is a global profession and some of those opportunities Um, are beginning to emerge overseas in emerging markets. Many of those emerging markets that have um, phenomenal opportunities um, for all of what this profession does so well in the UK um, are brown. And and they they require um, members that understand their cultural position and their cultural competency. So, So if we embrace this piece in the UK and we do it well, we can export that talent and insight and capability into overseas markets that are crying out for leadership, crying out for standards, crying out for, for evidence of what works and what doesn't work. Um, so, so that's the bigger opportunity that I think, actually, the industry might be missing a trick on at the moment.
1: Um, and I have one, one final question, um, if, if I may um, ask is, You know, I'd be really interested to see, you know, what you think um, the biggest takeaway listeners should take from the survey results we've just gone through and the conversation we've just had. And also, you know, what's the most urgent action um, and step forward we all need to take um, in order to tackle the stats and um, to finally make some meaningful
3: progress? Um, Can I go first on that?
1: Sure. Yes, please.
3: I I think I think when we have informed clients mandating that their workflow and commissions will only be uh, uh, engaged with firms that not only appear to be diverse in in their thinking, but diverse in their representation, um, unless clients are bold enough to say, look, unless you guys get your act together, we're not working with you. I don't think much will change but I'm convinced that actually clients are beginning to, to, to look within and say actually are we getting the best teams to deliver our projects and do we have to Chris's point the diversity of thought on those teams in those teams and reflected in our projects uh, to get the best outcomes and unless we have those conversations and, and the commercial threats in terms of fees um, we're gonna have business as usual. But I'm I'm confident the clients are changing for the right reasons.
5: I would add to that, I think I think for, for as a as a takeaway from this, it's the personal responsibility. And I think it is absolutely crucial that we have to start at you know we have we have to start at, at, at the bottom and we have to make it clear that there are ways in which you can stop this kind of thing carrying on and there are ways that you can call out this behaviour that is safe. And that there are sanctions for those who, who do behave badly. So whilst absolutely you've got to have the business imperative and, and the you know the, the supplier supplier uh influence there too, but it's also got to be at the individual level.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean I think I mean I think I think we can all start by um, sharing and engaging with everybody in our organisation about the survey, um talking about it, get get you know, get get that get that conversation going and then come up with clear you know cl- a clear plan of action to to actually drive change going forwards and do and do do things differently and acknowledge um you know and and and, and acknowledge the you know the scale of the of, of, of the problem
0: fantastic thank you all really great great actions and i and i think it's i'm going to bring us back to to that quota of excellent. let's uh, let's set ourselves targets of excellence and 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 come back here next year and have a conversation about how excellent this industry is being because it it really does have the the opportunity to be a fantastic industry for everyone to to work in so i'm excited by it i'm you know saddened by the the results but excited by the change that they can bring and I know that with with people like yourselves and hopefully with um EG as well we can can together make a difference so thank you Chris thank you Gisne thank you Bola thank you Lucy uh, for joining us on on this podcast today and thank you to everyone for listening please do have a really good read of the survey and please do come up with your own targets of excellence Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.